style. As always, I'm Henry Kathman, and joining me is the lovely, effervescent, brilliant Emma Corey. Oh man, that's a lot of adjectives, but thank you. So uh, this is, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, Barbie of Swan Lake today. Yes, the 2003 piece de resistance, a truly special feature by your estimation, Emma. Oh yeah, I have uh, a lot of memories of this one in particular, mostly because... I had a lot of memories of the other animated uh, Swan Lake movie, which was like, I think it was by Nest. Was that it? Oh, man. Uh, the Swan Princess. The We're Swan gonna have to... Princess. Yeah. That's one of the first movies I can ever remember watching. And I remember kind of watching this movie in tandem with that movie and always kind of like comparing them in my head as a kid. But yeah, that does get me thinking about that Swan Princess franchise that is still making movies to this day. There's just something about uh, Swan Lake that inclines people to make just so many direct-to-DVD movies. I don't know. There's just some movie series where someone looks at it and they're just like, I don't know why, but we're just gonna, like, pump out a lot of sequels to this. Like, The Land Before Time, or, like, when they made all those open-season sequels. Do you remember yep. that movie? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For the record, uh, The Swan Princess was first distributed by New Line Cinema, and then it was uh, turned over to Sony. Yeah. And Sony has been just continually pumped out Movie after movie after movie. Three, the most four. recent movie was released in 2018. That's Seven so... whole movies. Uh -huh. Wow. I mean, nice work if you can get it, but as for the quality of such movies, I speculate they're not exactly... Yeah, I remember the first one. I I think I rewatched it somewhat recently, and it's like... I would call it a decent Disney knockoff for the times when well, it came out. Interestingly enough, The Swan Princess was actually composed of a large number of former Disney animators that left after Katzenberg took over and mm -hmm. left a whole lot of problems in the Disney company, which is to be expected in this sort of period. And interestingly enough, that's where Barbie sort of found herself yeah. as we... Yeah, I feel like a lot of these, like, before. animated franchises almost came kind of, like, as a response to what the Disney company was doing at the time. Because this was when Disney was really into, like, direct-to-video sequels, you Indeed. Know? I mean, when you have such a monopoly over children's media and how most people are introduced to the concept of pop culture, it's kind of inevitable that so many people would kind of make so many constant responses and build-offs of what they're doing. Yeah, it is kind of interesting that Disney has not attempted to do some kind of Swan Lake adaptation, which might be the fact that Swan Lake is a bit darker of a story, isn't it? It really is, yeah. Anyone who was familiar with the original ballet knows that uh, the swan dies in the end. So yeah. spoilers on that front. She does not die in these movies, No, though. she doesn't. It's in both this, in the, in both this movie, movie, though, and in the Swan Princess movie, there is a death fake out, though. So. There is a death fake out. But, God, I'm trying to remember Black Swan as best as I can. Oh. See, so yeah, sorry. my reference for the ballet, unfortunately, is going from Black Swan right yeah, now. At least from what I understand, like, that character would be Odile, who is kind of like yeah. a... Sort of a uh, counterpart to the main character, Odette, who the big thing is that she essentially gets disguised as Odette yeah. during the famous ballroom scene. It's going to be interesting to see how the Swan Princess and this Swan Lake movie are going to be paralleling each other because they were released in relatively close proximity to one another. I mean, the first Swan Princess movie was released in 1995 
and this movie was released in 2003. 2003. And even then, like, Swan Princess was already, like, releasing... I'm pretty sure they had, like, ten direct-to-video sequels already at this time. They had a couple already at that point, so... I know. I tried to watch one of the direct-to-video Swan Princess sequels on Hulu, and it was a trip, let me tell you. Oh, Lord. Oh, yep, looking at it right now, they had only released a Swan Princess and the Mystery of the Enchanted Kingdom, a mere... Uh, two, two years before Barbie and Swan Lake. So, surely Mattel had these on their radar, probably. When I think of Swan Lake, it just reminds me of, like, one year I was in marching band, and, like, for Mm. some reason there were, like, two different bands that did Swan Lake shows that year. Oh my god. You had to hear that. I was also in, I was also in marching band, and I also have vague memories of people doing Swan Lake. Huh. I, I don't know why this it's more popular than other ballets to do for marching band. It's it's because the tempo's slow and iconic and it's really easy to keep in time with. I know. Like if the really fast songs that have like a very distinct tempo that end up being a lot more difficult to design choreography around. I mean people only really know like the one song from the Swan Lake Ballet, the da 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 Yeah, yeah. and like none others. Well, We'll see how this one ends up faring. Yeah, this is another... uh, Tchaikovsky. Yeah, and this is another rotoscoped ballet movie. Indeed. They actually, alongside Tchaikovsky's ballet, they also had assistance from the... Oh, which ballet? I believe it was still the New York City Ballet. Yeah, it'll Uh, stay in the credits, so... But uh, alongside that, we are going to be treated to an original song later on in the movie called Wings written by Jason Bloom and performed by Leslie Mills. So I think that's as good a time as any to just quickly go through the crew of this film. Because uh, once again, we have this movie directed by our good friend Owen Hurley. And this is going to be the last Barbie movie he's going to be directing for quite a while before moving on to such great gaming classics as The Outfit. Company of Heroes Opposing Fronts and Warhammer 40k Dawn of War. Dark, Dark Crusade. Crusade. Yes. Hyphen Dark Crusade. But they should have added like a colon like the rise of the oh, return, the revenge. Oh, if you look through those Warhammer games, you'll see some buck wild titles. But yeah. I don't and, even know what a Warhammer entails, but I'm You're kidding. not missing out much. Anyway, <laughs> Elena Hurley and Cliff Ruby are also returning as writers and As you might have heard in our last episode, I think they ended up doing a really good job imbuing a lot of pathos and, like, emotion into this pretty mercenary job they were given. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they go through. Yeah, and Uh, I think, at least from what I remember, because I've actually watched this movie recently, unlike the others, so I still got, like... Just from what I remember of this movie is that it is a bit more of, like, a traditional retelling, and it almost does feel a bit like a derivative of like the swan princess movie and the way how it structures things Mm. when rapunzel was a bit more kind of like creative in its approach with rapunzel there was a lot less material to work with compared to like a two-hour ballet and another two-hour ballet pretty much more of an anecdote like you never believe what happened there was this lady with this hair who lived in this yeah yeah it's pretty simple but it'll be interesting to see last thing before we start have to give another special shout out to The Voice of Barbie by Kelly Sheridan. And interestingly enough, 
Mark Hildeth as Prince Daniel. And you pointed this out earlier. Yeah. It's really interesting that in every one of these movies so far, the voice of the Ken equivalent is being switched. Yeah, it is sort of interesting because they're all essentially the same character, but they never really, like, keep the same voice. Which yeah. is a bit interesting. What was he in? Was he in anything? Uh, he does a lot of he voice acting work. He played the weird guy on The Hollow. Yeah. That is. So. Well, he mostly does a lot of voice acting. Oh, so. he was a Lotor on Voltron Force. Not the not recent the new, one. Not the recent one, but the other one. Okay. Uh, Let's see. He was also, again, in Company of Heroes. We got Young Blades. Oh, he was in Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus 3. Oh, yeah. He was the love interest in that movie. So. Okay, so they got him back in for one of Oh, and he things. was he also played the love interest in Prince and the Pauper. So he, Maybe they just needed to find this guy. So and he, he was did the right become fit. like a... Like a bit of a regular for a couple movies yeah so, so. that'll be interesting to see yeah. but alongside that for our residential uh hammy Beelis actor to do the villain performance we had tim curry we had angelica houston and for this movie we have kelsey Grammer as rothbard so. yeah fraser fraser I, I everyone's know- favorite american conservative Ooh. <sighs> Kelsey Grammer is a very interesting person. Yeah. I don't want to get too into it, but you can look stuff up on that. But yeah. Yeah. I, I like him as a sideshow Bob, so. Oh, yeah, he is sideshow Bob. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, I and... think with all that said and done, I think it's finally time that we see for ourselves how good uh, Barbie of Swan Lake holds it's up. time to, to dive in. To this lake with swans in it. Oh, I thought you were going to be like swans diving. Swan, swan dive into the lake yeah. of swans, <laughs> even though there's only really one swan, so. Barbie of Swan Lake, enchanted forest. Odette the girl, enter a magic world. Swan princess by day, girl by night. Mystic power, wings alight. Break the spell. Your prince has come. True love transforms everyone. From her newest movie, Barbie of Swan Lake. Dolls and unicorn carriage each sold separately. Alright, we're back. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh uh so this is uh I've I've like I've watched this movie recently, so I'm just kinda gathering my thoughts, but uh is this the first time you've seen this movie, Henry? I have very vague memories of watching this movie when I was much younger. Yeah. Rewatching it now, a couple of scant memories begin to peek in through, like light through a forested overpass. Yeah, which is uh, very a very appropriate metaphor for this movie, which also has a forest. Yeah. In it. So. Yeah, I gotta be honest, guys. This one, uh, this one was kind of rough for me to get through. Not that it was like worse or anything like that but i guess we should probably just get into this and that will hopefully better explain some things essentially the big thing is this almost it feels kind of similar to nutcracker and some of the structures but like not as interesting you know sort of like a meandering plot for a while until like near the end yeah but even then it once you finally get to that point it's just like Oh, yeah. all right, now we're here. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I definitely 
found out like going back to this one now even though I have a lot of nostalgia for it looking at it through like outside eyes it does feel kind of I mean it's not like an awful movie or anything but it's just a bit a bit sort of a substanceless you know yeah i agree it's i mean again it's not terrible there are far worse things we could get in this sort of situation but we might as well just get into this so after the opening credit scene where they're going through the various credits while yeah which this opening credits isn't nearly as interesting as the previous ones yeah it's just kind of silhouettes you know yeah just silhouettes over like a watery type of background like that that is a thing during this movie they want to remind you that they got some water effects for this yeah which is strange because i honestly thinking back to like the previous two movies they it didn't feel like much of an upgrade, honestly. I honestly can't remember any water in previous movies except for when they had, like, the ocean and that got yeah. frozen in Nutcracker. Yeah. Granted, a lot of things improved animation-wise compared to Nutcracker because that one was definitely a lot jankier to look at because it was kind of their first attempt. But this one has some interesting character designs, I think. Oh, yes. We'll get to those character designs. But the story begins with your standard framing device for these early movies. Barbie is helping uh, Kelly go through some personal crisis by telling her a story. This time, Barbie is a camp counselor? Yeah, they're at some unspecified, like, summer camp where they're they're in these cabins. And, like, I guess Kelly is, like, homesick. Yeah, she, she... She's uneasy about staying overnight at camp for the very first time, which that's a decently relatable problem that younger kids can have. But like most of these morals, Barbie kind of just... She's like, hey, you want to hear the story about a swan? So yeah, they just kind of jump into the story. Yeah, so we, we meet our protagonist, Odette, who is a baker's daughter who kind of like living in this village next to this castle and she's just sort of like dancing around and kind of the weird thing about this one we actually have barbie narrating for a little bit and kelly interrupting yeah so after barbie is dancing she sees her father and it's like oh sugar cookies my favorite and kelly interrupts as a narrator being like Oh, can you make them chocolate chip cookies? And Barbie's like, okay, poof. Yeah. And, and the thing is, they like, this might be interesting if they kept this up, but this like commentary stops like after this. So yeah. it's just sort of a weird thing we it's, got in just this movie. It kind of felt like the writers needed to add like a little space here. So they're like, oh, we'll, we'll add the fourth wall breaky like narration gag and that should do yeah. something, but... Either way, we got Odette, and she is, like, uh, living as the baker's daughter, and we introduce that she has this, like, sister named Marie. And Marie seems like a really cool lady. Like, she's, like, whizzing past on this big horse, and, like, she just goes riding in the morning. Yeah, and she does, like, traveling. It's kind of sort of established early on that this Odette kind of has, like, some, like, confidence issues. Yeah. She's a bit she, of, like, a more of a, like, a cowardly character at yeah, first. Yeah, she, she needs to learn how to be brave and that sort of thing. Yeah, and by being thrust into circumstances beyond her control. Yeah, and this is honestly where the movie kind of started to lose me. Not very far in, too, which is 
unfortunate. But as soon as they were talking about how, like, oh, the character needs to learn how to be brave, as someone who has had to consume a lot of children's media, sometimes voluntary, sometimes involuntary, but it feels like this is a very easy plot and an easy message yeah, to deliver and to children. Like, and was it in, like, a Nutcracker? Weren't, wasn't the whole <coughs> thing, like, Clara needs to also learn how to be brave and be a yeah. hero and stuff? I mean, credit where credit's due. They integrate the whole lesson Barbie's trying to to deliver in the framing device a lot better in this part of the story. Yeah, and this Barbie, Barbie actually, like, does something kind of brave or, like, mm -hmm. strategical, yeah, like, later on. Yeah, it's... I don't want to accuse, like, the people who make these of phoning it in, because I feel like, compared to a lot of the other directed video movies out there, they actually put a modicum of effort into it. But it does certainly feel like there's a lot more complexity that you can impart with a story like Swan Lake. Like, I don't want to harp too much on it, but a lot of the arc of the Swan Princess was talking about how appearances can be deceptive and you have to be a lot more open to, like, how people actually are instead of just focusing on what the outward part of them exhumes. But here, like, I don't know, it almost feels like Odette never really is that worried when stuff happens to her. Yeah. Like... I mean, that's kind of getting ahead of stuff. We might as well kind of, like, go into, like, how the plot sort of starts off. So. Yeah, so... Surprise, it's a unicorn. Yeah, a unicorn comes in. And after a very amusing and hilarious scene where the unicorn tricks the guards and the villagers who want to kill her, capture her... Yeah, that... people just, like, really like killing weird animals in this universe. Yeah, just... I mean, it seems like there's a lot more money to be had in having a live one, but... I don't know. I've never really been one to be that receptive to hunting as a practice yeah. anyway. But Odette manages to keep an eye on this unicorn and follows her to an enchanted forest. Yeah, and I think they sort of established earlier because they had a scene where Odette kind of like helped this bird. Yes. That like fell into it because like... I do notice in a lot of, like, more kind of girly, like, aimed movies where to kind of, like, show that, oh, the protagonist has a good heart. She'll, like, help, like, some kind of, like, animal or something like that. Yeah, like, she was dancing around, and the bird also did ballet and fell yeah. into the flower. The bird. I There's mean, a lot of birds in here. A lot yeah. of bird themes going on. Maybe it symbolizes the freedom the audience longs for while watching this. You know... That's too mean. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I, okay. I apologize. So, either way, so the the Enchanted Forest, it's behind this, like, boulder that's behind this waterfall that yeah. has, like, a log bridge that you gotta go over. But the interesting thing is Barbie, she, I mean, Odette, she kind of, like, goes after the unicorn, all of a sudden, like, concerned for her. Because yeah. the unicorn keeps on, like, tripping it over because she still has, like, a rope attached to mm -hmm. her from when they tried to capture her. Anyway, uh, Odette makes her way to this enchanted forest that just happened to be sitting right next to this village the whole time. And while it's a very pretty forest... Uh, also, there's a lake, the titular swan the lake. The titular swan lake. She's only there for, like, a couple of minutes... And then suddenly the magical shenanigans begin. First, when the unicorn, uh, Lily? Lila. Lila, I'm sorry. Uh, when the unicorn Lila begins talking to her. Yeah, and Lila, so we got another, uh, small purple female sidekick 
to go with that. We had Penelope in the mm-hmm. last movie, and here we got Lila the Unicorn. But Lila is a bit more of like a snarky. Yeah, Lila's a lot more snarky and... Kind of has like a bravado thing going on. Yeah, I think that the thing they're going for is like, oh, Lila's brave, but she doesn't know how to properly channel that bravery and that yeah. sort of thing. Sort and of a reckless, kind of, yeah. Yeah, but compared to Penelope's character and like seeing like the sort of struggle she was going through with her father and like trying to learn how to like come to terms yeah. with her powers like, and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like with Lila, they kind of like have like a basis for what could be a character arc, but she like mostly is just kind of like a comic relief. Yeah, pretty much. And it could have been interesting where uh, Barbie isn't brave, but she's strategic and she knows how to handle a situation. Yeah. And Lily is brave, but she is a little reckless. And what could have happened is they could have maybe focused more on this relationship between the two of them yeah. as they sort of learn from but each other. But they kind of like, they go over through a lot in this movie in a yeah, short Yeah, they really do. So It's strange. This movie felt very slow while watching it, but at the same time, I ended up checking the clock once and it was like, oh, we're already halfway through this movie very quickly. And it was... Yeah strange progression that it went through they go through plot really really quickly yeah. in here but everything feels very low stakes as you were saying while we were watching yeah, it, it is more of a kind of like a things just sort of happen like so essentially as soon as odette comes in she sees this uh crystal that's in this rock yeah that she uses to cut the rope out from uh lily's neck and and then lo and behold there's a fairy queen yes the fairy queen descends with all her animal sidekicks and and it turns out that odette is the chosen one yes because there's a prophecy as written in the books of lore and by prophecy they means like we can just anything can happen anything can happen be justified because of prophecy. prophecy Yeah, I mean, it worked for Tim Burton, so might as well do it here. What Tim Burton movie was that? Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Like, So anyway, the fairy fairy queen, she talks about how she had, she was, she had this cousin named Rothbart, and when she was named, like, the ruler of the Enchanted Force instead of him, he got real mad and got a bunch of magic and, like, turned all the citizens into animals Mm -hmm. and, like, and that somehow decreases the fairy queen's power. Oh my gosh, it's a perfect symbol of monarchy. The more subjects you have that believe the lie of monarchy, the more powerful you are. Yeah. And once there's no one left, they're just plain figureheads that are impotent against... You know, the... <laughs> God, they, they call this a kingdom, but we only we don't really see a lot of people living in here. It's yeah. just they have the elves, which were turned into animals where they have the enchantment where they're animals by day but yep. like people by night but when they're like in their person form they're they just like reuse the child models oh man so, so many things about those elves <laughs> yeah so these el- elves they look like children and they look like they're wearing like little animal costumes but the strangest thing is the ones they choose to focus on the skunk and this porcupine yeah they guess they're the only ones that ever talk like there's they, other ones that are around but like they never they're sit. mostly silent yeah and i think maybe one has like one line and it's very clear that the skunk and the porcupine have like some romantic chemistry yeah they, they got tension they yeah and it. it's and it's straight i mean it works when they're in the animal form because it's kind of got like that oh it's the generic sassy animal thing but then when they turn human 
They still have these adult voices, uh -huh. and they're still being doting on each other. Yeah, and, there's like, some... Because uh, it's like the elves, the way they sound and act makes them sound like they're supposed to be, like, adults, but they have the same models as the children. Yeah, and exactly. they still act pretty childish, and it's like, no, okay. stop, I need an adult. Yeah, they can only come up with so many models for these movies, they're just like... That is true. We have this one bowl-cut-headed kid, and we well, are going to use him. Well, I mean, that was because the bowl-cut kid, that was a pretty standard doll model for the little baby variety of Barbie yeah, dolls. Yeah, now they, they got several, like, little babies in this one, and they got, like, all the animal designs, too, mm -hmm. so. Got, I mean, got a place that to sell. That's a, that's a cool yeah, they, 25 bucks off the, right there. Yeah, we found, like, uh, we, we found the wiki... Yes, now. we want to give a special shout out to the Barbies Movie Wiki, which has a very in-depth plot summary, as well as the complete transcript of the movie, as well as a gallery of all of the merchandise. Yeah, and Barbie Stone like, has like a lot. It's got like yeah. play sets, it's got... Speaking of merchandise, for the longest time, I had, like, an ornament of the Barbie from this movie. Really? It even came with, like, a little swan, too. Interesting. But I think we lost the swan. Oh, that's a shame. But yeah. But we got, like, of course we got the horse, and there is a carriage later on in this movie. Yeah, so. gotta have the carriage. But there are six different little kids, and they're all just, they all got their special little items that you can dress them up in. Yeah, but anyway, getting back to the plot, uh, Roth... Rothbar is evil, and he turns all the people into animals. Yeah. And the fairy queen is like, oh, Det, since you got this special crystal out of the rock, you're the only person who can save us. And Odette is just like... You got the wrong girl. I can't. She's like, But nah. you gotta be brave. She's like, nah, I'll pass. Yeah. Saying that about her being kind of like a bit of a coward in this movie yeah. at first. But that's the thing, like... Even if she is cowardly, it still feels like that whole, like, oh, I wish I could help, but what could I possibly do instead of, like, the more realistic coward? Like, there's, like, a lack of actual visceral fear and emotion yeah. behind a lot of Barbie's Yeah, she doesn't really seem to be, like, that perturbed by the fact that, one, magic is real. Yeah, magic And also, real. she just happens to be, like, this... Chosen one. Property, which again is very similar to Nutcracker, when mm -hmm. that also had like sort of a chosen one, even though the chosen one thing was kind of like a twist. Yeah, at, at the, the very end. end. But, but so uh. Oda gets to walk all of ten feet away before we get to meet our Kelsey Grammer voiced villains. So oh. I'd like to see how, how you want to describe these people, Henry. Okay. It's just... Well, honestly, you had the best inspiration for this. So imagine Elon Musk and Grimes. <laughs> Uh, make it like Portlandia and put a bird on it, because <laughs> Kelsey Grammer's character, he has the biggest nose. He's a bird man. He's a big bird man that he has, He turns like, this... into a bird. Oh my gosh. His daughter, Odile. Odile. Yeah, Odile. She's kind of like, like Mona Lisa from Parks and Rec. Yes. That's what... <laughs> but, uh, she is voiced by Maggie Wheeler, her, who you might recognize as... Janice from Friends, and you can immediately recognize her because of a very distinctive laugh that they just milk throughout oh this movie. She's got it's like a 
Yeah, but it's like no. it's like a trill. It's, oh, it's, it's a there. very trill yes. laughter and. Oh. So the thing is, like, she is like kind of like a a spoiled brat kind of character, mm-hmm. and she's always asking him, but she always calls him daddy. Yeah, she's like, daddy, daddy, daddy. I want more jewelry, yeah. daddy. Can you help? Oh. They have an interesting See, and uncomfortable dynamic in this movie. Listen, a lot has changed since two thousand and three, and there was a point in time when daddy was a very innocent term that could just mean a standard term of endearment towards a father but now not to get too blue but it's taken on a different meaning and has caused this movie to really not age as well it's a there's a it's uh it's uncomfortable well despite the fact that odette clearly doesn't want anything to do with this a uh, Hrothbar, Hrothbar, God, I am just nailing the yeah. names this episode. Oh, yeah, but, like how Lila said she was going to nail Rothbard. Oh, yeah. no, yeah, because Lila was talking about, oh, if I ever see that wizard, I'm just going to nail him. And it's just like, listen, I get what she means because nail is also a term for a sword, yeah, and that's we... what the original term means. But again, different term, Mattel. You make dolls, you should know. How people are weird about the sort of stuff. They, yes. It's, oh my God. I feel like the people making this movie, maybe they knew, you know, they're just like, man, gotta write for this oh. kid's movie. God, I, I sincerely hope not. But regardless, <laughs> Brothbart, in opposition to the Fairy Queen, turns Odette into a swan as she tries to escape. And yeah. uh, the Fairy Queen uses up her scant... Uh, modicum of magic and lets her turn back into a human when it's night. Yeah, but before that, she establishes that the crystal that she pulled, she makes it into a little a little crown that somehow changes sizes depending if she is in the swan mm-hmm. or the person form. Yeah, but she gets her a little crown and that protects her from Rothbard's magic because he tries yep. to like kill her while she's sitting on the leg, but like it shields her. So as long as she has the crystal on, she cannot be harmed. Yep, and nothing will possibly happen to that crystal. No. But I guess as soon as the crystal establishes that there's no power, Rothbart and Odile kind of just go. Yeah. Not nothing really happens mm-hmm. with them. I think that's another problem that I ended up having with this movie. Like, Gothel and, like, the dragon from Rapunzel, even though the dragon wasn't necessarily a villain villain, they were decently compelling, aside from the the gay weasel. Yeah, and they found, like, they felt like sort of more of a constant threat, because in here they establish early on that, like, Rothbart can't really do anything to her. Yeah, it it dramatically lowers the stakes. Yeah, but I mean, like, he can't hit her with magic, but he never tries to, like, physically (laughs) attack her. Like, dude. You could just punch her. Yeah, he even said, or, he says later a human could kill her, though. So, like, she's not immune to, like, physical bludgeoning is what we're yeah. saying. Like, but okay. it also begs the question, like, are these two also fairies? or? I assume they are because he was, like, related to the fairy queen. So I don't think they're, yeah. like, humans. They're, like, they're also, like magical people. Yeah. Ugh. Also, the fact that Hrothbart has a daughter... They yeah. kind of just what we're wanting to know is who tapped that. Like is what all we're wh- saying. Who uh, perched with that bird? Who who roosted in that nest? 
Who tossed those eggs? <laughs> who, who ruffled those feathers? Who went beak to beak? Okay, we're gonna stop right now. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Either way, so um, after this, they established that in order for her to like figure out how to reverse kind of this curse, and reverse all that. the curse, it, she has to go open up this book of forbidden lore that's being kept by this like troll guy. But only the person who has the crystal can, can open up the book. Yeah, so they go. She goes with Lila, and they go to visit the troll. And they build up the trolls being really mean and scary, even though that is immediately dropped as soon as it's like, oh, I have guessed. And it's like, yeah, well, what was the point of making him scary then? Yeah, he was just pretending. And also she gets a leaf that opens up the, the archive. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a leaf that is supposed to be yeah, like Yeah, the fairy queen just like had it on her. She's like, I got it. Here, take the leaf. So he starts making him tea and he's like, Oh, I haven't had any guest in such a long time. Oh, all of my friends have left me, and they're, and I'm old and alone. Yeah. And it's... Okay. Okay, like, that. it's never brought up again. I mean, I get you want to make him seem like a very friendly person that's just a little lonely, and maybe that yeah. explains why he's a little, like, eccentric, but... Again, yeah, I remember being like annoyed by the troll when I was a kid when I watched this movie. Really? Yeah, I yeah. can definitely see that. Like he has this very sporadic animation style. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because like none of the other characters in the movies we've seen so far have a very fast like movements. Yeah. There's usually like this grace to the way that pretty much any character moves. I mean, I guess they had that rabbit from the last movie. Who, Perhaps. Who is honestly kind of forgettable enough that I kind of forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I think, yeah, I just, I, if there is a weak thing to be said about a lot of these Barbie movies is that most of their attempts at comic relief end up just being kind of bland yeah. or worse, things like the gay weasel. yeah. But, I mean, either way, so he decides to help her look for the book. So they spend the entire night looking through the library trying to find it, but it turns out... It was on his stool the whole time! Yeah, so the camera pans, so we as the audience knows where it is. It's just like, you know... Yeah, but as soon as the day happens, it's like, Oh, Odette's gotta be a swan, and... Oh, they gotta call off the search, which is strange, because, like... Lily and the troll can still do it, even if they, like... I mean, how is Lila doing it? She's a horse. Yeah, she was kind of just, like, walking around. And, yeah. I mean, there was a little gag where she touched a defective wand, and there was, like... Flowers. Flowers on her head, but... That's also another plot point that's just dropped, like, okay, defective wands. And like, I that almost felt like a, uh, oh, what's the term? Uh, a Chekhov's gun situation where like oh they're defective ones maybe we could use that up against Hrothbard but no, no. yeah there just like isn't really like there isn't really that much of a sense of urgency in mm -hmm. this movie because they the characters are kind of like me meander about until like the plot kicks in yeah and speaking of the plot kicking in Hrothbard comes in once again trying to lure in 
The Prince. Oh, yeah, we haven't we talked, have not talked about the prince. prince at all. That's not a good yeah. sign. So we have Prince Daniel in Daniel. this one, not Derek. It's different, okay? Yeah. That I can, I kind of sense that, like, oh, they probably wanted to increase the distance between this movie and Swan Princess as much as possible at Mattel. Like, it's still, like, though, like, they still owe debt. Yeah, but, part. well, I mean, that's kind of, like, those feel like I mean, characters you yeah. can't really change. I mean, the name, it doesn't so. even really matter what kind of D name he has, because this prince, he's like, we established earlier that he is like a hunter. He yeah, does, he, does, he does like archery stuff. And yeah, then and it, he also gets like a square globe, and he's like, oh, I want to explore places. Yeah, which and is that, another thing that never really comes up because I never no. see him doing exploring. He's more of like a hot shot. He's kind of like. Definitely a bit more underdeveloped. Than Definitely, other... he's probably the most jock of. If we were to, he is a Chad. If the oh, Nutcracker no. is an incel, he is the Chad. Okay. Oh God, no, no! I don't want to put it in that terms. But I do think, as we watch these movies, we can find very distinct classifications between uh, each of the various Kens that we encounter in these Barbie movies. Yeah. But so either way, his uh his mother the queen wants him to marry, so she has this ball that's gonna be happening, and she's like, I want some grandkids, so I want you to just mash them bits with some other person, so I can have some grandbabies. Yeah, and that's not how the queen sounded at all. But no, anyone, this is the voice we're going with now. Yeah, but anytime anyone talks about how you should have kids, so I can have grandbabies. It just makes it sound like some weird old woman. <laughs> okay, so because I want to, in part, just how uncomfortable that is, relatives. Okay, <laughs> that that was a call out from yeah, Henry Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Just okay, so either way, um, they... Crossbart lures the prince yeah. over, and first of all. He sees this giant bird, and his first instinct is, holy crap, a bird the size of a person. I'm going to kill that thing. Like, for someone who boasts about, oh, I want to explore, I want to discover new things, it seems a little discomforting that your first instinct whenever encountering something new is, let's kill he, it. He's a monarchist. He's just like, all I can feel, the only way I can feel things is to own them. I'll so, never kill them. Yes. God, I... I honestly am very glad that he doesn't do a whole lot of, like, exploration and, like, discovering new lands. Because I can just imagine just how quickly it would turn into just some colonial nightmare oh, and just, you know, oh, God. You know. It, anyway, so he goes in and uh, Rothbart lets him in through, like, the enchanted waterfall. Mm -hmm. And he... And uh, Rothbart kind of startles Odette where she's sitting in the lake in swan form. And they end up, he ends up kind of, like, leading well, her into yeah. the sight lines of Daniel, who is like, ooh, big bird, must shoot. Yeah, and it's like, it's strange, his priorities just feel, like, you mentioned, like, it feels like the dude who killed Cecil the lion. Ah, but it's strange, there's this giant bird, and as soon as he sees this perfect swan, his, he just shifts priorities and All wants right, to kill Until it. he's like... So beautiful, and decides actually it is too pretty to kill. I mean, I'm I'm happy he didn't go for that, but also 
dude, are you trying to make out with the swan? Oh, yeah. Like, he, what's your... He wants to doodle that bird. No! He, he is very much a bird person, this man. Yeah. But anyway, just as soon as, like, he decides that, I guess it turns to night, because, oh, she's... Oh, she's back into a human, and, and he's like, "Oh, I did not know." And they just kind of just gloss over the fact yeah. that, "Oh, I almost killed you, but whatever." He doesn't like, even really like ask how she ended up in this situation. He's just kind of yeah. like, "I guess this is happening now." Like, you'd think that it would be like an opportunity for him to like reconsider his actions like maybe again delve into scenes of like oh appearances versus like reality oh people can't have arcs in this movie this is not what they set out to <laughs> but do. they had arcs in the in rapunzel i don't know what they had the same writers too it's surprising yeah, that i don't know either way so rothbart finds this and he's like Man, I'm gonna turn you into a thing now. A pig. Yeah. Which, this... I mean, granted, it fits, because monarchy, but... Uh-huh. He, like, tries to measure her, but she, like, steps in front of him because she has the crystal. Yeah. It blocks Ugh. it. And so Rothbart just kind of, like, leaves. Well, he actually leaves because his daughter, who had been hanging about by the lake, was getting skunked. So yeah, because he previously told the daughter, like, How would you like a crown? That is what she sounds like pretty oh, accurately. It's, it's so bad. Daddy! 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 Ugh. Oh, God, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's how, how they go. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> listeners, I, I apologize. But suddenly, we're just treated to this audio magnificence as she is doused by skunks. She didn't and really try to get away, though. No, she just she's kinda just kind of standing there, just letting it waft on them. Yeah. Oh, something interesting we did not mention. When the porcupine was introducing the skunk, the skunk lets out a little bit of her, like, scent, and he sniffs at it, and he, like, faints with a smile on his face, and it... He's into it. He's He's got uh... some... This the the more we delve into this this movie, yeah. it's got some it's got some kinks in it. Oh god! I, and it's something that I do not enjoy. Like, not, are you saying you do not enjoy weird kinks in your Barbie child's movie? I think it's more that the fact that they pass it off as something humorous and like mm. juvenile, like it's something that kids are probably not going to be really thinking too much into, but. I'm just imagining, like, every single adult who has to watch this and just, like, being, like, weirded out by this. I I felt weirded out, so... When you... Like, did you ever feel weirded out by the way that these characters acted when you watched this film growing up? Uh, No. Because I was a child and I didn't think about anything, so, you know... (laughs) I don't want to give children that little credit, but I can... I get it. Yeah. Didn't think about those things in particular. Fair enough. Fair enough. But anyway, so he ends up saving his daughter from the skunks, and they fly off. Yeah. And then, uh, so, after witnessing all this, the prince is like, well, I guess I'll just hang out here. Even though they have, like, things to do. They still haven't found this book. You need to find the book. There's also, like, go take her to her family, you know? Well, she says she, like, can't leave. But anyway, like, they established an early scene that the family like, thought she was missing, so they were yeah. going to find her. So they kind of go off, but 
So yeah, she and that's the last time we see the sister. Yeah, this which is her, weirdly enough, the sister doesn't show up in the last scene. Which is honestly the most disappointing thing about this. Like you here, you have established like a like another female character that can be a lot more dynamic than Barbie because I know that. Mattel has certain constraints on how Barbie is supposed to act, and that can sometimes lead to Barbie having a lot less personality. But in the case of her sister, you have more of an opportunity to, like, give Barbie something to aspire to. Like, give her another example of someone who's brave and, like, able to, like, stick up for herself. You know, give her something to work towards in a more concrete way. Mm -hmm. And heck, maybe make it so that she saves Marie at some point in the movie, and or maybe Marie can help out in some way, you know, just get but us no, something. No, we need a we need a romantic candlelight dinner with her and Prince Daniel. Oh, yeah, this the romantic dinner. So, I think another problem that I had with this movie um at least I think one of the problems of like watching these in movies in close proximity to one another is that it kind of exposes like how similar they can be sometimes like similar to Nutcracker they have this montage of the, uh, they have this montage of them kind of just dancing over Tchaikovsky's music, and it's not that it's, I guess after just seeing it done in the Nutcracker, and while also being done with a, a score that's, I would argue a lot more iconic than Swan Lake. Yeah, this, at least for we, children. At yeah, least. as we established, like Swan Lake, it only really has like the one kind of iconic tune to it. So yeah, whereas the Nutcracker has like at least like four or five different types. That so they're they're frolicking in the woods. They set. They the, got dinner. They they have, they have all the elves like get them fruits, but then they just kind of sit down and immediately get back up and to do dance. Some. And it's just like. Like, they, they went to all this effort so that you can eat this beautiful fruit, and it makes sense. These are two people that clearly have never really had to worry about food for a while. Like, this guy's a rich prince, and this girl is, like, a daughter of a baker, and it's just, like... Yeah. I mean, God, Barbie... I mean, sorry, Odette, Daniel, you, you just gotta check your privilege. Yeah, they do, they do, they are very ignorant to the suffering of those around them. Yeah. Like, she's, like, kind of barely concerned about her family. She just kind of, like, tells, like, Daniel, hey, can you, like, go to my parents and tell them that I'm, like, okay yeah. right now? Yeah, because as soon as they stop dancing, it's, Cause, like... Because, like, it's not, like, she doesn't seem that urgent to get out of there because, like, they're taking all this time to have this random interlude where she can hang out with the prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're in love now, just so you know, guys. Yeah, because the prince is like, oh, come to my ball tomorrow. My mother would love to meet you. And she's like, I can't, but will you tell my family? And all that stuff. And he's like, all right, I'll just leave you in the forest. Goodbye. There he goes. Ah, oh, God. And as soon as this occurs, Hrothbard's spies hear about the ball, and they start concocting a plan, but... Also, at the same time, the troll rolls back up and tells about a special contingent in the Book of Lore where two people in love can declare their love for one another. The spell will be broken and... Just, I... It, that part was kind of, like, confusing. That's definitely where it feels goes into, like, the sort of just, like, making stuff up as you go. Because, like, does it have to be, like, 
Well, that was a feature in the original ballet and in most other yeah. adaptations of Swan Prince. And, but it's sort of like explained like, kind of weirdly here. Yeah. It feels like they pr- there was a much more natural way they could have added the exposition into this movie. But yeah. I, yeah, either way, but yeah, her crystal was able to open the book, and that's how they know about this. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a contingency where if... Uh, if someone else declares their love in this relationship, the spell will be bad, and it will and kill the other person, which is like, oh, yeah, all right. And the, Chris, and the crystal will not, will lose its power. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, first of all, you're... You're putting way too high an expectation on people who just met. Second of all, this is some very monogamous, heavy stuff. Like, shout out to my poly friends, but I'm sure that some of them would look at this and see it as kind of crappy. Yeah. But either way, so she decides that she is going to go to the ball, so... Yeah, sorry, just allergies. <laughs> yeah, so she decides she's going to the ball, and so she's. But they need. She needs to learn how to dance. With no, the she already Sunda. knows how she, how to dance pretty well. But this is where she gets her uh, her cover outfit, her special sparkly outfit. Is yes, where she gets there. Oh, we we didn't mention that she got another special outfit during the dinner scene. Oh, like yeah, she's Barbie got has two. four outfits actually, because she's got the initial outfit. And she's got, like, the special outfit that the Fairy Queen made for her. Then it's the ball outfit. Yeah. Then there's the final one where she has the fairy wings for yeah, her wedding. Yeah, and those are all, like, variations on the ball outfit. She's got the swan dress that mm-hmm. will tur- that turns into, like, a skirt when she yeah. does the dancing stuff. And then at the end, she's got, like, a different look for it with yeah. the wings on it. But after, so this is the part where we get our obligatory dance montage. Mm -hmm, Because they got to show Odette how to dance, even though Odette doesn't do any of the dancing. Yeah, mostly they're just dancing for themselves. Yeah. Like I said, they got these professional ballet dancers to dance for their movie, and gosh dang, they're going to use it. So. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it definitely, it feels different, because, like, at least with the Nutcracker, the dance montage shows at the end as kind of like a celebratory thing, but here it's just kind of like, aren't there things we need to be doing Yes, it it just, like you said, it feels like there are very little stakes in this movie. Or, like, a little urgency. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there are stakes, but it just feels very tame and... Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, the porcupine and the skunk all do their own dances. And then the troll comes in and also starts dancing. Oh, he is breaking it down. Oh, He's God. Like... He was, he was like, doing a little bit of the robot, doing that one dance where, like, people lean forward and start hopping from one foot to the other while waving yeah. their arms in front of them. Just The, the, yeah, the dancing. Yep, he was, that was what he was doing. Like, if this was a modern movie made in the year of our lord 2019 he'd be doing a floss he'd be doing a floss he would be like doing those Fortnite dances and (laughs) they would they would make him hip yo (laughs) what are the Fortnite dances though oh there's so many that like there's like ones that involve dabbing there's the one that needlessly profits off of the work of black performers oh wait that's all of them oh god either way Back on topic. Yeah, sorry. Th- this movie, it just feels yeah. unfocused, and it and it kind of just translates into us talking about it in a 
somewhat unfocused way. Yeah, and also the, this is where we get like the shorter version of her dress, like yes. right after we got the long version. And also the fairy queen also gets her own shorter version of her dress, and she also mm-hmm. joins in the dancing. Yeah. And then just so right as they're breaking it down, Rothbart comes in and he uh, kidnaps the troll. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been a little too negative on this film, so I need to... There are two positives that I want to actually lay out here. I do actually like, like, as much as we've kind of ragged on the dance scenes for going very slowly, they are kind of still the best parts of these movies, because, and that's mostly attributed to, like, the good choreography that they're working with. Those yeah, ballerinas. and you, you mentioned, like, during it, like, you can tell that it's, like... Actually... Because they're not, like, perfectly in sync. You can tell yes. that... Yeah. If you are animating something, uh, especially in 3D, it's very, very easy to have the motions your animation rig goes through kind of just programmed into other characters. And the reason why so many... I've said this before, but the reason why so many modern animated movies kind of have dance parties at some point is because it's really easy to coordinate those because you can just copy and paste the motions those characters will go through to a large crowd and it can create something very visually stimulating while not putting in a whole lot of effort and coordination into it Mm -hmm. and in here like you can tell that the dancers aren't perfectly in sync which would seem like it would look worse but it adds like a bit of realism and the facts that their moves are close enough together and synced close enough together but with these slight imperfections and differences, it makes it just feel all the more real and more skillfully used, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, either way, the troll. Anyway, man, troll. Yeah, yeah, he gets uh, captured by Rothbart and brought to yeah. his uh, spooky castle. Yep. Which another positive thing, I like the design of the spooky castle. It's built on this big old tree. There are like a bunch of structures built upon it, like these weird houses, and it it it, it looks like a very cool, like villain hideout like it looks like something you would see in like a D campaign like mm. where people would explore in but yeah so this you, is you where you need to steal it for the next one you do oh most definitely <laughs> gonna do a whole barbie themed barbie campaign. Uh, yes uh but you, you got the classes uh ballet barbie mm-hmm. painting barbie yes yep horse riding barbie well, I mean, we could go into a whole tangent on what sort of classes each one of these Barbie protagonists yeah. will fall into. But, but that's an that's that's establishment be, for another day. Definitely. But uh-huh. Rothbart finds out about this stipulation within with the crystal. And it just so happens he has a daughter that he can disguise. Oh, I wonder what will happen next. And as retribution towards the troll, he turns him into a caterpillar. I thought it was more like an earthworm. Or a think. bookworm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's got like a segmented body. So yeah. It's kinda gross looking to be honest. A little bit, but Yeah. But in order way, to uh pay the toll this troll has gotten, they gotta And all I get you gotta pay the troll toll. If you wanna get into that boy's hole, you that gotta bo- pay that, to that the boy the, being the prince. They gotta pay the troll toll to get in. <laughs> yeah, so they, <laughs> So, we were going to insert that reference in there somewhere. Yes. So our intrepid heroes sneak towards the castle, and Odette is like, oh, I'll save him by myself, while the rest of them kind of just stay behind. And yeah. Odette is able to 
maneuver past the it evil is crows. Cool. They actually got her to be like the strategizer for this whole thing. That's that is something. I feel like if they had more time to actually like add more characterization to the people in this movie, I feel like this is something they could have definitely enhanced more of. Like it's always a lot more interesting when they paint Barbie as being this sort of like intellectual sort of figure. But yeah. so after outsmarting these crows. Yeah, anyway, these birds, I mean, yeah. They're, like, the, amongst the smartest birds in the world. Like, I think they might even be smarter than parrots. Like, they have the similar ability to, like, mimic human speech yeah, and stuff. And they can, and, like, do, like, like tools and, like, puzzle solving and stuff. And they like remember that. people. Like, there are stories of, like, people who befriend crows and have their entire, like, groups, like, end up befriending them. Ugh. Crows are great. If you can befriend a crow, you are a blessed person. <laughs> It, it, it always brings a smile on my face to see a group of crows. Maybe I can befriend some. One oh, day. I mean, if you feed them, probably. Yeah. But Odette is able to save the troll and... She saved the troll. And and now she can hopefully get to uh, the boy's hole. The boy, be, <laughs> the boy being the prince and the hole being the she castle. She played the troll toll. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... And... That doesn't seem to dissuade Hrothbart too much as uh, he's kind of already beaten Odette to the ball. Yeah. And because he and Odile are there, and Odile's in this basically the same as Odette's dress, but black. Yeah. But I think the fact that she's so much more skinny. And also, we did not mention Odile's hair at all. She's but got some, like, Elvira. Yeah, it's on. just not a good look. Like, all just. Dis- all respect to Elvira. Like, she can pull it off, but it's just not enough volume in the top, and yeah. it just kind of looks like someone botched that can-I-call-your-manager haircut. Can I call- yeah. Yeah, she definitely has shades of that, but it actually, we do get kind of like a cool sequence where mm-hmm. yeah. the prince, because of her enchantment, he sees Odette, but we as the audience see that it is Odile. Mm-hmm. And they kind of do a thing where it sort of transitions between... They, they do the, the black swan dance. And you sort yes. of transition where you see her as herself and then also her disguise as Odette. And yes. she isn't allowed to speak because she has a very distinctive voice. voice which, yeah, good call there, Hrothbart. Uh, but, yeah, it, I agree. It's a very, it's a very compelling scene. Like, I, again, the dancing is the best part of this movie. But... Mm-hmm. Just one little animation thing that I really loved. There was a scene where the prince is standing there and Odile slash Odette, as she walks behind, Odile comes out one end and Odette comes out the other. And that's just like, that's like a really nice, subtle animation trick that I feel like in a lesser production where they didn't care as much, they wouldn't have gone with that. So again, credits due, they... They put effort into it. I know I've been bagging on this movie, like, this whole episode, but there was a genuine level of skill and craft that they are putting in based on what must have been pretty low resources. But sadly, this dance must come to an end as the prince, after meeting her two days ago, proposes to her and declares his love to Odette Thinking it, not to realizing Odile, it's Odile. thinking it's Odette. Ugh. Well, Odette is because after they had gotten the troll back, they found out their plan. So Odette is there. Yes. And she sees this happen and she c- 
and she's in swan form and she mm-hmm. collapses. Yeah, and it's just like if there's one thing that just really weirds me out with some of these movies is just how some of these romances feel very shoehorned in. I mean, it's probably not the most original yeah, observation I mean, to say that romance is probably not the biggest priority for a Barbie movie. But again, I don't want to compare it too much to Rapunzel, but Rapunzel, yeah. at least they did like stuff where they're talking and getting to know each other and stuff. Here, yeah. they just kind of... And I mean, and then the Nutcracker, they kind of went on an adventure together. So. Yeah, and like the Nutcracker, they're able to actually establish like some chemistry and stuff. It might not be a lot of chemistry, but... At l- yeah. it's l- and especially since this one, the, the Prince Daniel is pretty, like, forgettable. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't really, like, in the movie a whole lot compared to the previous male leads. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this thing, it kind of feels like everything and nothing at all happens in this movie. Well, speaking of everything and nothing, after everything happens, Odette is reduced to nothing. Yeah. And that was a bad segue, but the Hroth part is about to take away the crown, but the prince seeing this steps in and tries to rescue Odette as the fairy queen rolls up with Lily and the fairies with In their the... carriage, only $15 at Target. Oh yeah. no, those things would have been at least 30 Oh god. Tries to defeat Hrothbart by firing arrows and slashing at the sword, but it feels like he didn't really learn his lesson in the first confrontation because he could just zap that stuff away. Yeah. But... Rothbart is about to cast a spell onto the prince, but unfortunately, he accidentally shoots his daughter and turns her into a pig. Oh, and it and it leads to just the most pleasant auditory experience as she's like, "Daddy, I turned into a pig." <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all in good fun. Anyway, yeah. after this. Uh, so the fairy queen whisks so dead away, and yeah. they chase them back to the forest, and yeah. And so Rothbart leaves his daughter behind, and goes after them into the woods, and he meets them up there. And uh, so the fairy queen decides to have a confrontation with Rothbart, and he ends up turning her into a mouse. That's another positive for this movie. Like, I don't have a lot of complaints for the fairy queen. Like, I feel like she probably could do more character-wise, but credit where credits due, she's like. No, I'm gonna throw down with you. This is stupid. I'm I'm rightful ruler. Wizard duel me. Yeah, it's a very short wizard duel. Yeah. The fight but... scenes in this movie are kinda kinda awkward. Yeah, like they kinda demonstrated that they could do this sort of stuff in the previous movies. Mm. I guess it just felt Maybe like it's because it's like spellcaster fighting and yeah, stuff. So pretty it, much it... all they can do is just like throw beams at each other. Yeah, it is really hard for yeah. magic to look super compelling on film without it. Without, with, like, like, with a low budget, you know? R- indeed. Yeah, but, and so, yeah, so the other creatures, like, the Lila tries to fight him, and she gets, like, her horn stuck in a log, and mm-hmm. the, the, the elves try to fight him to no avail, and then suddenly Daniel shows Daniel up. Daniel shows up. Which they never explained how he got, because they established you need, like, the magic to someone magic to let you in. Yeah. So I don't know how he got in there, but he's the It's thing. magic that you gotta explain that. Whatevs. So. Okay, he's the heir. But Hrothbard is about to fire his magical yeah. beams and onto Daniel. Good, it is good to mention this is a, just like Rapunzel, this is another climax that involves a villain just like throwing magic beams at Yeah. Himself. The Rat King also did that oh, in yeah, Nutcracker. He did. This a lot like, of magic beams. It was just like, man, 
We gotta, we gotta make our villains scary, but, like, I don't know. But you can't, that. like, make them try and stab someone. Yeah, so he's just gonna try to magic beam people. Yeah, anyway, so... like, Odette wakes up, and she sees this happening, and she goes to She, try. like, jumps in the way, and they both get decimated by this magical beam. Yeah, they're both... And they just fall to the ground as they fall in their hands clasp, which, I, Means I'll be honest... Yeah, I'll be honest, viewer. I I booed at that point. It just was. Uh, you booed many times. I booed many times, but this parts. was the. It just felt so lame. Maybe if it was more of like a dramatic thing, like the magic didn't really seem to indicate like that these people were in a lot of pain. Which again, I mean, you don't want to make it too disturbing to the kids, but also it just felt. Yeah, everyone... Kind of anticlimactic. All the heroes collapse very prettily in this movie. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, anyway, so because of that... Because they of... clasped the hands and they really loved each other, it reverses the spell yeah. on the pendant. Yeah, and, and that... Rothbart kind of, like, he had stolen the crystal earlier, and the crystal's magic comes back and it, like... Kind of surrounds him, and we don't see what happens to yeah, him. Yeah, I thought he exploded or something, but... It turns out later that's not the case. No, but, anyway. but he is defeated, and his castle begins to collapse in a very impressive sequence as it turns into this beautiful giant tree. Yeah. Which, again, looks very nice, but now that the forest is safe, Odette is turned back into a human. Yeah, all the curses are reversed on all the animals. Mm -hmm. and... and they have a big old party. Yeah, they got, yeah. 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 So they're not married yet, but they're gonna be. Yeah, but also, uh, all throughout the movie, the porcupine and the skunk, they want to embrace, but the skunk is like, oh, but you have quills. You yeah. can't touch me. We didn't, did we mention that she had like sort of a, yeah. Latin. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's like a. She's like Latina. Yeah. She's like a Latina person, even though she's very white. I, I, she's kind of sort of got. I, I guess she, I mean, she is dark skinned by Barbie standards. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And the porcupine is German, and as they're dancing, they're like, "You don't have quills now." I did not like I the did not sexual like... chemistry between these childs. They I are mean, children. I, I don't want to know about the skunk. The porcupine no. just make it. No, it no, was... bad Mattel, bad. I didn't like it. Anyway, also her father is there, and they kind of talk, and he's like, "Wow, Dad, I didn't realize there was this enchanted forest here." And you saved it, and it's just yeah. like, okay, she has the chosen one. And the sister is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, like they just establish her for one scene in the beginning, just to add some contrast. Like you could have cut her out from this movie. Yeah, and nothing I noticed we never see Erasmus either. The the troll after the scene he was scene. he was sort of in the background um, in the wedding. Like I guess he, I didn't notice. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should have mentioned the troll's name is Erasmus. Which... Yeah, it's easier just to call him the troll. Yeah, especially since there aren't a whole lot of other ones. Yeah. In this movie, but well, there's only the one. So. Yeah, but, but either way, so that's essentially the end, and we get a gag at the very end where Odile now turned back into a regular form is like a maid. Yeah, she's like dusting the library they went to, and Rothbard has been turned into a cuckoo clock. Yeah, so I guess they're slaves. Yeah, which I mean, I it should have been expected with like the monarchy, but also. Really? Well, I mean, it's kind of 
of those things, you know, in those Disney movies, like, well, we can't kill the villains, but we sure can humiliate them for eternity. Yeah, which honestly feels a bit darker, but whatever. So at the end, Barbie tells Kelly, oh, you just gotta be brave like a dead. And Kelly's like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed now. (laughs) She doesn't even really respond. She's like, I'm glad she turned back into a human. And then she just walks away. (laughs) I'm going to bed now. Oh, yeah, there was also this thing in the framing device where Kelly had a race tomorrow, and she was afraid. An unspecified race. Is it like a foot race? Or something, and it's like, I'm going to participate in the race, and... Yeah, thank you for giving me that very distracting story, Barbie. Yeah. It's like, they don't even really, like, try to to combine the story with the main plot anymore. They're just kind of Yeah, I think it's very telling that in the future movies that this framing device yeah, stuff just kind of... I think this actually is, like, might be the last movie they even have this framing device. I hope so, because this is definitely a weak part of the movie, because it, it feels like a very simple sort of lesson that could be easily imparted in pretty much any generic way possible. Like, mm-hmm. like the idea of, oh, like, Be Brave is the second most cliche moral in an animated movie to... Follow your dreams. Yeah. Because it's just vague enough while also, like, feeling somewhat inspirational. And it's, yeah, it's, it, it just feels a little weak sauce. But yeah. that was Barbie and Sw- of Swan Lake. And we Lake. also got an, an original song in yes. the credits. So it was. Early 2000s glory. Oh, God. Sung by the magnificent Leslie Mills, who I'm told is a country singer of some kind. I don't know. She was in Nashville. Yeah, the song... It's called Wings, and it's... it's yeah, it's, it's okay. It's it's fine. Yeah, so anyway, that's the end of Swan Lake, and I think we mentioned this. It definitely ha- feels somewhat similar in structure to Nutcracker, because it's saying, mm-hmm. saying about going into a magical world, and there's... Yep. And she's got to save this magical world, and she's like the chosen one. And Barbie's initially unsure about it, and she feels like she's not the right fit. Yeah, but unlike the thing, but unlike the Nutcracker, the world they go to, it's just a forest mm-hmm. with a lake in it. And we don't have like a whole lot of scale for this. Like yeah. in Nutcracker, credit where credits do, it's At like least an it actual felt more kingdom. Like a journey. But then, but in this one, there's like no adventure. It's just kind of like the characters standing around waiting for things to happen. Yeah, and it doesn't help that there are only like four locations like one the forest area, one the library, one the village and castle, and one the, the, the villain area. Yeah. And it just feels very stationary outside of that. Yeah. I feel like. And because like we don't really see like much of this kingdom, it doesn't. It feels like. I don't know, it doesn't feel, like, big in scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, even the Nutcracker, with its, like, cast of, like, 20 rebels. Yeah. At least that felt like an actual kingdom. Yeah, but this, like, she just has, like, five animal sidekicks, mm-hmm. and we never see any other citizens except for the villains and the troll. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, I guess they saved the enchanted forest from this man who was ruling this kingdom of no one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that, yeah, that is kind of honestly it then. Yeah, there's not really a lot much more good to this. I would, I will give it uh, two swans out of five. I I would, I'd say that is a similar rating that I would give it yeah, to. But 
Yeah, like we said, it's not, like, awful. It's just kind of, like, eh. It felt like, compared to... I think the bar has just been so set so high by Rapunzel for me now that, like, yeah. I'm now worried that my expectations are going to be, like, forever, like, tainted. Well, in the next episode, we'll be watching Princess and the Pauper, yes. which for a lot is a favorite of many people, so... Including mine for the longest time, so yeah. it'll be very interesting to see, but... Before we go, I just wanted to ask, uh, how did it feel after going through this, like, since you've grown up with this movie so much, like, like how did it feel revisiting it in such well, a kind of critical light well, in my... Well, I think, I always, like I said, I always, like, watch this kind of in tandem with uh, The Swan Princess, which mm. I do think Swan Princess is a much more interesting movie than this one. I agree. I think... I mean, I have not watched that movie in a while, but I just from Neither what I remember, I. like, Swan Princess felt a lot more... It's not... Thematic, because yeah. they, they also did the whole, like, oh, appearances versus, like, reality, and they, like, like, Derek had that whole, like, arc where he needed to be less of a shallow prick... And all that yeah. stuff. And it kind of, and it felt like more dramatic. Like the ending of the Swan Princess feels a lot more higher stakes because, like, yes. when she like dies, she like actually dies for a yeah. little bit, and he has and to like fight a creature. Yeah, so it's it feels a lot more relevant, and yeah. I don't know. But this one always just felt like kind of like the dollar store version of what was already like a movie that was like a dollar store version of it, Disney. Yeah. So. Yeah. It does it does make me wonder though if like because this one princess had like such a distinct storyline and was a like moderate success, did that cause like Mattel to like sort of play it safe with the story? Yeah, I I definitely think because Rap Rapunzel it felt like they actually did try to kind of like do some interesting thing and like the Nutcracker it's not really doesn't really have much of a plot on itself yeah. so it had more opportunities to kind of. Do some unique world building and whatnot. But with Swan Lake, it just felt kind of generic. Yeah, because it feels like with a story with, like, wizards and fairies and, like... Yeah, it like, should this should be, like, an exciting new world, but, like, not, like this character discovers this new world, but she doesn't seem to really care yeah. that much. Well, here's hoping that we'll be uh, seeing a lot more interesting sights from these movies okay. so i think with that uh thank you one and all for listening to another episode of the pink isle if you enjoy our work you can follow us on our twitter at pink isle pod if you especially enjoy us be sure to like us and rate us on whichever podcast format you like to listen to us on be it spotify stitcher itunes google play what have you we appreciate all of you on you. Stitcher, apparently. Yeah, well, we appreciate all of our fans, even the Stitcher fans. <laughs> even the Stitcher. But like Emma said, next time we're going to be covering Barbie and the Princess and the Popper, and it'll be very interesting to see how this movie fares. So I'm looking forward to it because I I think I watched that movie, but I don't remember a lot from it. So I I actually remember a decent amount from yeah. it. So. But, but that's we'll that'll be, be for, for another time. time. So okay. thank you once again for your listening and your support. Have a lovely day or evening, whenever time you decided, and uh, just uh, be on the watch out for some birds because you never know they might be people. Oh, <laughs> <hoping>. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>